Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. With our favorite reporter covering the Minnesota Vikings, Mr. Purple Lighter, Purple Insider. Himself, Matthew Collar, fresh off of coming back from Buffalo, eating plenty of Buffalo wings, <clears throat> and he joins us on the uh, John Schuster Gold Banker Hotline. How you doing, Matthew? I am doing okay. How are you? I'm good, man. I am good. Um, feeling a lot better after what took place on Sunday. Like that was a, that was an amazing game. And I guess let, let's start there. Where did that game on Sunday? rank for you in terms of all of the games that you have witnessed in person? Because you, you were at the game. I mean, where does it rank? Well, it's either number one or number two. I can't decide. Uh, because the Minneapolis Miracle game, I was also in attendance for that. And, you know, the the Vikings blew a 17-point lead in that one. Uh, they were up 17 nothing. Drew Brees looked completely lost. It was like, just kind of get that one to the garage in the second half, and then Breeze came out of nowhere and played the best quarterback I have ever seen in front of me in the second half to lead uh, the New Orleans Saints back in that game. And then, of course, the way that it ended. But it wasn't just the way that it ended. There were so many twists and turns to that game. There was a blocked punt. There was you know a fourth-down conversion late in the game by Breeze. I mean, everything happened in that football game. Uh, so it kind of reminded me of that, but this one was definitely the craziest. I think that the Minneapolis Miracle game was probably the best played. Two phenomenal teams just throwing haymakers. This one, both teams really tried hard to blow it, and it was last team to blow it lost, and that was Buffalo throwing an interception at the end because, I mean, honestly, the Vikings tried to give it away with their defense on multiple occasions throughout that game, uh, just giving up long drives. And what did they have, 39 seconds? And Josh Allen was able to go all the way down the field <laughs> and tie the game at the very end. So it was like nobody wanted it. Neither team could even convert a QB sneak. Uh, so it was nuts. The atmosphere was crazy. The press box is sort of jammed in with the stands there. So we were right behind the fans reacting to everything. At one point, it started snowing. The wind was whipping. I mean, it was, uh, yeah, it was a very... Very, very memorable atmosphere, but um, the one that certainly, uh, as this team continues to bond together through these close game experiences, uh, they won't forget this one at all. Was there anything about the game, for, forget about the outcome, Was is there anything about the game itself and the way that it played out that surprised you? Uh, I mean, there were definitely twists and turns of unexpected plays, uh, for sure. The, the QB sneak thing still blows my mind. I mean, that's like a 90% play. 
and neither team could convert one. Uh, I'm still just uh, you know in disbelief that Josh Allen couldn't just take a snap and fall forward and end that football game. Um, you know, I guess the way that the way that Buffalo got nervous really surprised me. I mean, they're Buffalo. They've had as many sports travesties as Minnesota has. So, of course, like you could see how it could seep in. Uh, I wondered as they were blowing it numerous times, if Buffalo is still haunted by that 13 seconds last year where Kansas City converted in 13 seconds and tied the game and ended up winning. Uh, it really makes, makes me think that that still kind of haunts them because every time they had a chance to end that game, they just got too nervous and then blew it. I mean, even they wouldn't even stick to the run where there were times there was like a third and one where if they get a first down, it's kind of over mm-hmm. and they decide to throw and get sacked. It's like, why? I mean, they're, they're at the goal line and Josh Allen throws the interception to Patrick Peterson trying to make a hero throw on third and 15, where if they run, kill some clock and kick a field goal, it's almost over. And that really surprised me. And it sort of speaks to the idea that teams can be good or bad in the clutch for an individual team season after season, probably not. Um, But that team seemed to be very shook, uh, whereas the Vikings, excuse me, seemed to believe the whole time that they could come back and win. Yeah. We're talking to Matthew Cowler, Purple Insider, here on The Lake Show on News Talk 830-WCCO. He's joining us on the John Schuster Cole Banker Hotline. Give him a follow on Twitter, at Matthew Cowler. All right, so... I talked to Clarence Hill Jr. earlier, um, who's been covering the the Dallas Cowboys since 1997. He's an awesome follow on Twitter. Um, And, you know, Dallas is that team that's always under the microscope. It's America's team. And, like, I don't know if there's a team in sports, professional sports, that is in the spotlight the way that they are. Not just because it's the Dallas Cowboys and all that, but also Jerry Jones and ownership, all of that stuff, right? Well, all of that aside... Um, we know that when we look at the Vikings, the Vikings are a good team. Forget about just the record of them being eight and one and them coming off the the big win against Buffalo. But how significant of a game is this for I guess the national audience to kind of continue to elevate the Minnesota Vikings? Because one of the things that I saw over the course of this past week, Matthew, in the reaction of the Buffalo victory that they had is that I think a lot of people looked at Minnesota and they said, they didn't say that Minnesota's legit. I saw some people saying maybe they're legit. Also seeing people saying that, and I don't know how they could come to say this, but like the Justin Jefferson catch wasn't lucky. It wasn't fluky. That was just a phenomenal play. And then lastly, because of the fumble that Josh Allen had, people kind of feeling like, okay, maybe the, the Vikings lucked out with that. So, how do you how do you view the significance of this specific game in terms of continuing to elevate the Vikings? Yeah, well, I would say that when it comes to football, somebody is saying everything all at once, right? Like, Agreed. I've had I've had a lot of tweets and questions this week about why is no one giving the Vikings credit. Someone even asked Kevin O'Connell, "Why why aren't people giving your team credit?" I was like, "Who though?" Because I saw them ranked number one in a power ranking. Uh, I saw all of their people, Justin Jefferson, Kirk Cousins, um, showing up on national TV shows and everything else. Cousins was on the Manning cast two weeks ago. Like, I think this team is getting it too. I, I, they're all over Instagram and, 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 and getting uh, you know a lot of praise and conversation about their great start. So I, I don't know. Like, I think that 
there's more data-driven type of analysis in football than there's ever been across all platforms. And when you see a point differential that suggests they're more like a six-win team than an eight-win team, and you see that you know a stat like Football Outsiders DVOA has them as kind of a middling team uh, that's based more on you know kind of their yardage and how they perform throughout a game rather than things like turnovers and, and luck and late game stuff like that. Um, you understand that this team has shown some flaws throughout uh, the time that they've gotten here. The other, but you know, the point about that is the whole NFC has <laughs> show me an NFC team that has kind of, uh, other than maybe Philadelphia, that is just like top to bottom and, and, and that their stats match up with their records. Like this is just a very, very strange year. So I think that um, that Buffalo game was definitely turning a corner and now it's sort of like, keep it going from my perspective though there will be a game where they just lose i mean this just happens to every good team their lead is pretty significant their spot in the nfc is, is pretty good uh it's really about the accumulation of the next four five six games that they're going to prove themselves not over this one game because if they lose this one and then they bounce right back well that's fine um, but if you lose and then play again on Thanksgiving and lose again, then all of a sudden you're looking around going, wait a minute, were we really as good? Um, because I think that a lot of the numbers sort of say that they're a good team, but not like an unbelievable team. Um, and maybe that starts to seep in a little bit if they were to lose two games in a row here in such a short period of time. Let me run this past you because we've, we've known that he's been pretty good. Pretty good. He's been more than pretty good, but... Uh, Pro Football Focus, a couple days ago, put out a tweet, the highest-graded offensive lineman this season, Christian Derisaw at 89.8. Um, that, that's that's pretty darn good. That's, that's high praise. And I don't get caught up into everything that PFF puts out. I don't because I've seen them put out stuff, and I'm like, that's not what I watched, right? So so I'm not saying that that everything that they put out there is gold. But, man, he has been damn impressive. Just your thoughts on Christian Derrissaw, because I think of all the people on this team that have been playing like rock stars, he's probably the the most undiscussed because he's an offensive lineman, clearly. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, those the offensive linemen, actually, it's one of the great things about PFF is that they shine a light on great offensive linemen. And when it comes to their grades, uh, it's, it is pretty much the gold standard for analyzing offensive line. Um, so I, I think you can take those seriously, and it certainly has always matched up with my eye test for covering Vikings games for their offensive linemen. There might be some other positions that are more difficult for them, like corner or linebacker, where coverage can be a little wonky of who gets the blame on a miscommunication or something. But offensive line, it's usually that dude versus another dude and who wins, and Christian Derrissaw has been doing all the winning. I mean, really, you go back to training camp, and he was battling Zadarius Smith day in and day out. And I, and I had a, a front row seat for that. It's like, this looks pretty darn good. And I sat down with him in training camp. And I was like, well, you know, what's, what's the deal here? Like, you look great. And he basically said, like, look, last year was a, was a mess for him because he came in, he had an injury, and then he had to kind of get thrown right into the fire against Carolina for his first start without any real training camp at all. And he managed it pretty well. But then this year he was able to spend the whole offseason preparing the whole training camp, working across from Zadarius Smith. And I think that his confidence just shot through the roof during the summer to see where he was at um, battling with a top pass rusher. He also talked to me about having learned how to watch film, how to prepare, how to 
you know, watch his opponents and, and get ready for the different types of pass rush moves and everything else. So I think that, you know, guys like that often in college rely so much on their physical ability and then get to the NFL and it's the difference maker, how well you prepare because physically he's as impressive as anyone in the league short of Trent Williams. Right. And, uh, you know, I think that when you pair that with somebody who has a lot of confidence, belief in themselves, preparation, and then uh, an offensive line coach who played in the NFL that I think has helped them. I mean, you just have all the makings of a superstar and think what it's worth to have a superstar wide receiver and a superstar left tackle who are on rookie contracts. Those are two positions that are 20 to $25 million what they're yep. worth. And Justin Jefferson and Christian Derrissaw's cap hit total about $6 million. All right, so let me. I got. I got. I got like two more questions I want to ask you. I know that I'm running over in this segment, but I want to ask him, and then we'll just have a shorter segment next segment. I don't care. Um, but how do you view this matchup versus the Cowboys and us facing the Cowboys with Dak this year, as opposed to recently against uh, Cooper Rush when when they won um, a year ago? But but your thoughts on this specific matchup? Yeah, I view it as extremely even. It is very close, and I've seen me people too. upset. People upset that uh, you know Dallas is ever so slightly favored. It's like, well, look at Dallas's point differential. Like they did that with a backup quarterback, but also they're not perfect. And talk about a team that's kind of haunted by the end of last year. I mean, they won 12 games and were one of the top offenses in the league, and then just completely no show to the playoffs and ended that game in the most embarrassing fashion possible. Right, with running out the clock on themselves. And so I think that they are facing a ton of pressure. And you even saw it a little bit last week where they're up by 14 on Green Bay. It looks like they're just going to roll, and then they start to get anxious. I kind of believe in that, like how recent history impacts the mentality of a team. So they're, I think they're coming in pretty desperate, I mean, because they've lost a couple of games against good teams on the road. But when you go position by position, they've got some extreme strengths, just like the Vikings do, and some extreme weaknesses. Their wide receiver depth, very, very weak there. Their secondary is pretty questionable. And here comes Justin Jefferson. But my gosh, is their defensive line just an absolute monster. And if Christian Derrissaw does not play, which right now trending in a good direction with him being limited in practice, mm-hmm. but if he doesn't, and it's Blake Brandle playing left tackle against Micah Parsons, I mean, they're going to have to have answers for that. Um, but, you know, they're, they're a team that has a ton of talent, a lot of stars, but also weaknesses. And I think it's kind of, that's the exact way I would describe the Vikings. Yeah. So who you got winning? I don't know. Isn't it though? Like this is one of the hardest it is hard. of the year, I think. I really think it is. Um, you know what? Uh, I, I'll go with the Vikings because of the home field advantage, but Dallas has also beat them three times in a row at U.S. Bank Stadium. So, this is a hard one. I would put it, and I bet it'll get there by Sunday. I, I would have it as a pick I hear you, man. Hey, great stuff as always, Matthew. I appreciate the time, my man. Yep, sure thing. Thanks for having me. All right, take care. That's Matthew Collar joining us here on The Lake Show. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 